My name is Andy. And I'm Brian. And this is the Duck and Mouse Podcast. Where we talk about the parks, movies, current events, and more at the place where dreams come true. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duck and Mouse podcast. We're glad you're here. How are you doing, Brian? I'm fabulous. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you, listeners? Sounds good. Great, yeah. (laughs) Glad to have you here. All right, as usual, we've got a regular show for you today. Uh, We'll talk about some news. We watched The Rescuers and we will get uh, our opinions out and talk about that movie a little bit and then we're uh going to be talking about things to do uh in the park if you have a little kid who doesn't necessarily like to ride rides um what what to do if you have a little if you have a very young child in the parks yes all right um for our news today we've got a couple of items to talk about uh the first one being that uh, Disney just recently announced that there is going to be an exhibition, a limited run exhibition of art and concept art uh, all about Mickey Mouse. It's called Mickey the True Original. It will be in New York City, and the exhibit will run from November 8th to February 10th. This is in honor of Mickey's 90th birthday this year. Absolutely, yes. Mickey is turning 90 this year. And so they are doing this cool exhibition. They're going to have uh, a bunch of new artists contributing to this exhibit, as well as original showcasing stuff. original stuff, um, memorabilia, and artwork from way back when. Cool. That'll yeah. be something fun to do in New York. Yeah. Where it, in New York is it, does it say? Um, it is at 60 10th Avenue, New York. And tickets are available for $38 per person. Is it just like in a studio space? Yeah. Yep. It looks like it's a warehouse. They have it big. They have it painted outside. It's yellow and it's got the word Mickey on it with a whole bunch of artwork on it. So, um, yeah, it'll be really cool. It it looks like it's going to be very interesting. Is it a Disney sponsored event? Yes. Okay. It is a Disney. uh, They they just posted a video like a promotional video on their YouTube channel talking about it. So if you are interested in that you can also go to that video uh go to disney uh, the youtube.com slash user slash disney or whatever it is to to go see that video okay um i have something about epcot um as we all know there's some major renovations and construction and stuff going on in all of the parks um i think epcot is getting the most has the most going on um well, I don't know. Studios has pretty big stuff. Studios has <laughs> pretty big stuff. There's some pretty big stuff happening, like not in any of the parks. But like Magic Kingdom doesn't really have anything because no. they, can- they canceled the um, the theater. Yeah, that's true. I'm so heartbroken about that. But we need new monorails. <laughs> Do we want monorails where the doors don't open? Exactly. Yeah. When it's flying 75 miles an hour across the... Safety begins with Monora- new, new, ma- monorails. new monorails. <laughs> Okay, so back to me. Um, Epcot is uh, in the process of building a new space-themed restaurant, which is going to be next to Mission Space. I think it's actually going to be connected to Mission Space. Um, And it's actually not a 
Disney run restaurant. It's a it's a third party uh, coming in, kind of like uh, France is a third okay. party run. Um, all of the most of the restaurants over at Disney Springs are all third party runs. So this one is going to be a third party run restaurant inside of Epcot, space themed. Um, they've run into a snag though uh, during construction. It's so close to test track. And if you've ever been on or around Test Track, you know when the car comes around, it makes a lot of noise and yeah. a lot of, um, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, you can feel it. Yeah. You can feel the cars rushing by on the outside track. Well, they've um, realized that they didn't take into consideration all of that noise and reverb in the restaurant. Mm. And they're kind of in a place now where they need to find out how they're going to keep all of that noise and, and vibrations and got it. They, they refer to it as re reverb um, okay. out of the restaurant. Um, being that it's a third party pr- project, Disney Imagineers are not involved specifically says that I don't see how they could allow that. The project is not currently being built, designed, built or designed by Disney Imagineering, but rather a third party company. Um, this company has, as of yet, been able to figure out how they will keep all of this noise and reverberations caused by the caused by the fast cars out of the restaurant due to its proximity. Um, well, you've got to think that Disney has to have some kind of say in the design. And well, yeah, they have a say in the design, but all of that stuff, the logistics and construction and the architecture probably isn't going through Imagineers. Well, that's true. Like officially, it's not like a an Imagineer sanctioned right. construction plan. They might need to have them come in and say, yeah. here's how you're going to do it at this point. But um, it says construction is still moving forward. So it hasn't um, halted construction. They've just run into a snag. It looks like it's going to be a pretty interesting uh, restaurant. Yeah. Well, the concept of the restaurant is that it you're like going up into space and you can see, yeah, like, it's, like the restaurant's like floating. It's in, in space. a space station. Kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. I have another thing to talk about. Uh, there is dam installation that has begun on the rivers of America in Magic Kingdom. Um, they are currently doing some refurbishments to the Liberty Square Riverboat. And part of that is going to require them to drain out a portion of the rivers of America. It hasn't been done since it was like built. So it's going to be kind of a big deal that they're going to be doing this. Um, But as part of this refurbishment, they have to, so that I'm assuming that they can get to like the underside of the boat. And I think it's more to work on the dock area. Um, They're not draining the whole river, which is what's going to make it really interesting to see because you're you're still going to be able to take the rafts over to Tom Sawyer Island. Right. It's just this like one section is what they're right. It'll probably be between Haunted Mansion and the Tom Sawyer Island rafts. Yeah. Like that area there. Yeah. It's going to be weird. To see, yeah. Like no water there. Well, because like in Hun- when you're in the line for Haunted Mansion and you look to the left, that's where it's going to be. And it. Right. There's not going to be water there. So, I mean, we'll have a good view unless they completely block off the construction view for that. You know, they might put up like a. Oh, a, I see what you're saying. Making magic wall. Uh, I, I think they'll just let people see. I hope they don't, because that, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. All right. What is your last item to talk about? Uh, my last item is actually quite exciting. Um, 
the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party at Magic Kingdom has officially begun, which means that the Halloween season has officially begun, even though it's still August. <laughs> uh, August 17th Somehow. was the first uh, Halloween Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Uh, it was a sold out event and it's very exciting. Um, I read I read somewhere that. Well, let's talk about why it was sold out. It was the first one. Yeah. And it was a it media, was a media event. event. So um, that's how it was sold out. I'm sure it still would have sold out. I don't know. I mean, there are the the next couple of not so scary parties aren't sold out though, right? No. Once you get later into October, they start selling. They, out. Yeah. Um, prices tickets also start going up when you get later into October. Yeah, but that'll be a whole different. Um, we're going to talk about that. We have a, we have an extra of, magic hour planned to yeah, talk but about. As of apparently August twelfth. Halloween was up in Magic Kingdom. I it's so insane. <laughs> and as of uh November first, Christmas will be up. Well, yes. That makes Thanksgiving me, doesn't exist in, in um That that gives me some frustration and I'll tell you why. Um because that means that Halloween decorations are up for two and a half months, whereas Christmas decorations are only up for like a month and well they stay up past january 1st they stay up till like the second week in january okay so it's it's only like two months because in november but when november 1st happens it's not that like the halloween decorations do immediately go away but the park kind of goes to a neutral state for a couple of days and between like march 2nd to 5th to like the 10th that's when november. they're november sorry um second to 10th that's when they're like putting up up the christmas stuff so it's not uh, it's not like well they start it's all of november that they put they start filming christmas. um like the second week in november for the christmas shows and parades that right. they do on tv right so all of that stuff and it's weird the way they do it because they do it sectionally in the park mm -hmm. so only the places where they're going to be filming these things is where they put the decorations up like main street on and the castle in magic kingdom are the only ones that get done first and mm -hmm. then you go out into the other lands and there's no christmas stuff right, at all right um hollywood studios it's only um sunset boulevard sunset boulevard and is that the one that goes down to tower yeah so it's the main entrance and then that yeah um so it's it's weird the way they do it it's sectional yeah so yeah that's all the news well, Not very much fun. exciting. Yeah, it was kind of a light week. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow. What does that have anything to do with our movie? Nothing. Okay. Um, well, I guess the music was kind of composed in the same time or similar time. Mm. Um, so we watched The Rescuers. Yes. And um, I have thoughts, and I'm sure you do have thoughts about it. So let's talk about those thoughts. Okay. <laughs> so what are your thoughts, Brian? Um, I liked it. Good. I think it, I, I liked it, but so... I don't like Bob Newhart. Okay. And I'm sure I'm going to get some backlash from the listeners because they communicate so much with us. Right. Um, 
I, I don't like Bob Newhart. I didn't like the Bob Newhart show. I didn't like his character. He does the same character. The Bob Newhart is one character, and that's the character he brought to this movie. Okay. And I just don't like it. I don't like his voice. I don't like the... the. Okay, we get it. You don't like it. Yeah. Okay. So, but other than that, I liked I liked it. I thought it was cute. It's a fun story. It's a cute little story. Um, I feel like the villain is very um, generic, is a very generically Disney villain. Mm, I I disagree. She has two sidekicks, much like Corella, much like Ursula. No, she has a sidekick and she has two pet well, two, alligators. Well, two, I counted the pets as the sidekick. The, the little frumpy guy was kind of uh, he, associated. Okay, so here are my thoughts. I love this movie, okay? Um, this is, I, I love how dark it is. It's not like a typical Disney story. It's not a fairy tale. No. At all. It's... It's a kind of dark. It's not really a musical. Um, it it is really very specific to the time period in which it was made. Like it the the movie like came being out in like a dark time in Disney animation. Well, <laughs> yes, that's when it. Yeah, but I um. I think that there's a lot more like the music is very specific to 1977 yes. I think is when the movie came yeah. out. So like the soundtrack to this to the film well there isn't an actual soundtrack that's been released much like The Sword in the Stone. Like there there are several Disney movies that don't have an an official soundtrack release which is kind of surprising because there are a lot of them that are. Um so the music the tracks for these are hard to find, um, but the music itself is very 1977. Um, and you even made a comment about that when we were when we were watching it. He's like, um, "Are we watching the Partridge Family?" Oh right. <laughs> um, the the time period that it takes place is in the 70s. Then you can tell that with all of the costumes. It takes place also in New York and Louisiana. Which is kind of a big jump, but oh well. If you, it's a suspension of disbelief, I guess, that everyone can travel quickly from New York. Yeah, because you to, sat there and figured out how long it took yeah. to drive. And yeah, it was like it's like a twenty-hour drive from New York City to Louisiana. And Medusa, who's the villain, her shop is in New York, but the Devil's Eye is in Louisiana. So that's how they never explain how she acquires the kid. What's the kid's name? Penny. Yeah. So that's what another thing I like about this movie is that instead of it being all like laid out, you find out the information slowly as you experience the movie. But you never find out how she steals. Well, you kind of infer that that Penny went with her willingly to go find this devil's eye. Like... Because Penny ran away from the orphanage. I didn't get that at all. Okay, it was it was kind of inferred by. I, I just assumed she was scenes. kidnapped. There's classic Disney uh, villain green in Medusa's eyes. Mm-hmm. And earrings. And earrings. And her hair is like crazy. Yeah. Like as I was watching, because we had talked about there. There's a lot of um, the the animation style relies heavily on the 
Xerox process. Oh, right. So um, instead of it being that there was an artist that sketched the the screen or the, the frame, and then there's another artist that did the outlines for it, and then there's another artist that did the, the color fill, this is relying on the Xerox machine being able to print on the cell. So they took the rough sketches of the animation and just xeroxed it directly onto the cell i think it gives it an interesting yeah feel and it so it's rough it's like a rough the yeah. 101 dalmatians was the first time that they used the xerox process and it gives it a specific feel of animation um it doesn't feel as clean as right. like aladdin right or exactly. mermaid yeah um or even the earlier films like sleeping beauty right like that movie is gorgeous and very clean lines. Um, so yeah, it was just, yeah, I don't remember where I was going with that, <laughs> but, but yeah, she, I think that she's not a typical, she's a typical villain in the fact that she has a lot of antics and, uh, man, like over exaggerated mannerisms that a lot of the villains have, but she's not really prevalent in the lineup of, people of no. like villains in the parks not or uh represented well this movie isn't the... really no it's not represented um, or it's i don't think it i don't think it has a very big hype no um so i did like, again it was the it was the dark ages of disney it was, animation so yeah um i did a little bit of research and there when it came out um there were a couple of meet and greets with Bianca and Bernard, who are the two mice, the two main character mice in the sh- in the story, and there were a bunch of plushes for the movie that that was released. But ever since then, there really hasn't been any aside from like pins. There hasn't been any representation in the parks. Was the Rescuers Down Under the first sequel movie? Yeah, it was. Um, there are two sequels in right now because there are going to be more. But there are two sequels in the official theatrical animated features lineup. Um, one being The Rescuers, and the second one being the newer, like it was in 2000, I think, Winnie the Pooh. There was a Winnie the Pooh movie that was that's considered a sequel. Okay, so yeah. I am going to give this one a four out of four. I would give it a three and a half out of four. I was happily surprised that... You seem to like it. You clapped at the end. It was, well, <laughs> was that because it said the end or was that because yeah, I enjoyed well. the movie? Um, it was a little slow in the beginning to get into. Mm-hmm. Once they boarded Scuttle and went down it's to... Scuttle. <laughs> um, like once it started picking up a little bit more adventurous, then it was a little bit better. It was a little slow in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And um, what's the got the male mouse character's name bernard bernard is a little whiny yeah um he's very superstitious yeah which is weird like it's not there's there's little weird quirks in this movie that like you said aren't aren't explained or aren't right i think that some of that stuff is um it comes from the books that this story is based off of um the author marjorie sharp was the person that penned a series of books based on the Bianca character. The, the It's like a the Miss Bianca series or whatever. 
the first one's the rescuers and then it's like miss bianca and then miss bianca goes to the orient and miss bianca goes to the arctic and then there's an all there's another one where it's like bernard the brave and bernard in battle or something like that when did black cauldron come out in the 80s yes so it was after this that that movie came out anything else about this movie um i love the artwork for it i think it's great um again without giving it half half points i would give it a four out of four i would give it a three out of four okay i'm not giving half points all right well there you go go watch it it's a great movie yeah it is it's it's a good movie go watch goodbye This park segment is going to be focused on kid-friendly, young kid-friendly um, attractions, rides, shows, parades, things to do in the parks with young kids. And we may give a couple of tips in there. Um, we were speaking to one of our listeners um, last week, I believe, um, who has a young child and they're thinking about going to Disney. And she she mentioned that she wasn't sure if there was going to be a lot of things for younger kids to do. Right. She had mentioned specifically that she really isn't that interested in meeting. Yes. Well, that'll change meeting, when she gets down there. And she doesn't like rides. So there are things that we can, that, I mean, there are like, I think she that what she said, she, what, what she was saying was she doesn't like dark rides. Right. Or she doesn't like ride rides, but she wouldn't <clears> mind going into like a dark ride. Right. Um, so we're going to go park by park and go through the parks and discuss um, what there is to do outside of ride rides, outside of like scary rides. Yeah. Um, I think to start it off, if you're planning on taking your kids to Disney World, um, you should wait till they're at least five years old. Well, let's just preface with this. Disney World was created. Disneyland was created by Walt with the idea that there is entertainment for all ages. Yes. And so you can take, you know, younger kids and there are things for everyone to enjoy. Right. That's not what I was getting at. Um, There are things for every age to enjoy. Yes. For it to be memorable for your kids, I think five years old is a good starting point. Yes. Um, that's the earliest that I would take somebody. If you want them to remember the trip, that's the earliest that I would, the youngest I would take someone is five yes. years old. Yeah. Um, the ideal age is probably between eight and 12. I, I would agree. I would agree with that. Um, or 33 and 30. <laughs> um, well, here's, I would say the, the ideal way would be to go at an age where you're not required to have a stroller. Yeah. Because if you are going to have a stroller, it's it's a pain to have a stroller in the parks. Yeah. Um, it's a pain for everybody. And people tend to use strollers as attack weapons for people, uh, like people in front of them's ankles. And it's... They the parking situation is kind of awful and it's it's not a pleasant thing. But if if you have a kid who needs 
a stroller, then there are options. But it's just daycare. <laughs> In room babysitting service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So we're gonna start at Magic Kingdom because that's the best park. Um, and I, just looking. I disagree through, with that. But. G- well, just looking through the list, though, I think Magic Kingdom has the most things for the younger kids. child yes. to do. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm literally gonna go down a list here. Um, if your child is into the Disney characters, the I would say the meet and greets are good. Um, you can meet Mickey. I mean, kids always get a thrill out of meeting Mickey. You can meet almost all the characters. You can meet the Fab Five. You can meet um, Daisy. You know, you can meet them all. the The circus area is pretty much built for younger kids. Yeah. Um, focus outside of the Barnstormer because the Barnstormer is a kind of a roller coaster, if you will. Yeah, it's a little um, kids roller coaster. Pretty much everything else in the circus. Dumbo's in the circus. Um, there's a water feature where kids can get wet. Um, that's where you meet um, the magnifique Disney characters as circus stars at Pizza in the Side yeah Show. in the Pete's Sideshow <clears throat> thing. It's like um, there's a really great big open shopping tent area that's air conditioned. That's really nice. Cool into cool and that's area. also aware Dumbo. Yeah, I mentioned that. Oh, did you? Dumbo was in there. Uh, Dumbo is a really good basic up and down little kid ride. Yeah. And if, little like, kids can run, can pull the lever and go up and down. Right. It's fun. That, that's a, that's one of those like introductory rides. If, yeah. If your kid is not really loving the idea of going on a ride, that might be like a first time ride. Definitely. Um, Mickey's Filler Magic mm-hmm. is definitely good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a 3D movie. A lot of the shows. Yeah. Um, in general. Mickey's Filler Magic, the Move It, Dance It, Shake It um, parade yep. um, that happens uh, mid-afternoon. The Festival of Fantasy Parade is always great because there's tons of characters in that. Mm-hmm. The Mickey's Friendship Fair show in front of the castle happens multiple times a day, and that's always fun. That They have a big Frozen thing where kids are still going crazy for Frozen, and some adults are going crazy for Frozen. Yeah. Um, if you can stay long enough, the fireworks show, or if you come back, the fireworks show at night mm-hmm. is, is nice with the projections and everything. Yeah. Well, let's interject then with that whole idea of coming back. Yeah. So I have found the best way to do Disney with kids is to take a break in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, especially if you want to do like Magic Kingdom all day, mm-hmm. come in the morning, do some things, go back to your resort for lunch, have a nap, take the kids to a pool kind of relax and cool down and then come back in the evening yeah um to well, finish out and this has kind of been my thing about magic kingdom it is not a one day park it is a park that you especially if you have kids need to experience in two days right. break it up you know go to magic kingdom one day see like the top things that you really want to see in the park in the first half of the day and then after the festival festival of fantasy parade it happens, go back to the room and relax for the rest of the day. Right. And don't like overdo it trying to push from rope down to rope well, up. Like it's it's just too but much. But even even if you are trying to do it in one day, if you're if you're only there for three days, if you're only able to get away for three days, and you try to do it in one day, I would still take a break in the middle of the day. Um it's just going to help everybody else. Everybody's overall feeling and 
Yeah. I mean, I've done rope drop to fireworks, and it's a lot, even for me, at 33 years old. It, it, yeah. Um, so you can only imagine for a five-year-old kid that is going to start screaming so, and, yeah, and exactly, crying at exactly. noon. So um, definitely take a break. Don't be afraid to take a break. There's plenty of stuff to do at your resorts. There's good food at the resorts. Um, and okay, so let's talk about rides then. Or there, Okay, so you don't like rides. That's fine. But there are things like... Well, like Prince Charming Royal Carousel. Yeah. That, uh, that would totally be fine. That would be fine. Um, Under the Peter sea Pan's Flight. Under the Sea Journey, The Little Mermaid. It's it's a small world. Small world. Peter Pan's Flight. All three of those are like... Magic Carpets of Aladdin. Yeah. Well, um, the, the Little Mermaid, Peter Pan, and Small World are considered dark rides. And Winnie the Pooh. And Winnie the Pooh. Um, they're, they're dark rides. They're not scary in any way. Winnie the Pooh has a... The Heffalump scene yeah, is a little scary. Not, okay. And... Little Mermaid, the Ursula scene, could I yes, could see like, it as scary. It's not, it's not like, like Pirates has a drop. Right. It's not like you know, or and Haunted, Haunted Mansion, Mansion is is spooky. It's right. scary. Um, but those p- attractions are very kid friendly, and that's probably why Peter Pan's Flight always has a seventy minute wait right. because everyone wants to go on that one because it's like the most tame dark ride. It appeals to everyone. Um, Monsters in Glass Floor is also good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very interactive. Yeah. So if you have like a little kid, um, the monsters will interact with the guests sitting so, in well, the okay. theater. Well, okay. Let's let's clarify. It's not that monsters are like in the theater. No, no. It's, it's a three D. Like it's a three D. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. Style. Yeah. It's like it's like you're talking. Uh, it's like you're FaceTiming, <laughs> best way to, yeah. to describe it. It's like you can FaceTime, quote-unquote, with a monster. And they have, it's like an audience... Um, Stadium. It's like a, it's a, an auditorium. Yeah. There are also interactive elements like being able to text in jokes. I knew that that was a thing at right. one point. I think it still is a yeah. thing. Um, That's while you're waiting in the queue. Yeah. You text in jokes. Yeah. And like if your your joke gets picked or something something happens, I don't um, remember. <laughs> so yeah, Monsters Inc., Small World, Winnie the Pooh, Dumbo, and Enchanted Tales with Belle is really great. Yeah, like yeah. really great. Right. Uh, for adults and kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would recommend if it's a busy day getting a fast pass though, because that wait can be long and mm-hmm. it's outside. Um, I would say the Tiki Room and Carousel of Progress are. Not necessarily things that a little kid would love. I think they would like Tiki Room more than Carousel Progress. Yes. Because those two are like the old school attractions. Right. That aren't, like, kids aren't going to know the history behind them. And that's why they're interesting to us, because there's history behind them. But I think to a little kid, they're going to find it boring. Um, There's also, right outside of Carousel of Progress... There's the the dance party, the Incredibles, right, the Incredibles dance party. Which, if you've got a kid who is has a lot of energy, a lot of energy, that's a great way to get them to take a nap before that you go back to your hotel. Um, Tomorrowland Speedway is also something that kids like to do because they like to be able to drive their own cars, even though we think it's a terrible yeah. attraction. Yeah, um, it would be something fun for kids to do. It's the sole cause of the ozone hole above Florida. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, that pretty much wraps up Magic Kingdom. We're going to jump onto the monorail and head over to Epcot. <laughs> All right. And see what over there is. 
All right. Well, I'm going to tell you right off the bat, the American Adventure is not going to be a show no. that you want your kids to sit through. It's 45 minutes long, and it's about the history of America. It's like you wouldn't sit through Ellen. It's like, why would you... I'm sure that your kids don't want to be educated on their <laughs> vacation. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it's it's okay. It's an animatronic show, stage show, but it's not really that exciting. Um, the I'm going down the list like alphabetically, so that, that's why it may seem sporadic. Um, the, you've got the Living Seas area. I would definitely do the Nemo ride in Living Seas. Yes, it's definitely a great. It is absolutely a yeah a great ride. And that whole Living Seas area, it's educational, but it's in a fun way. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like an aquarium. Yeah, it, um, it is an aquarium. There is a giant... Yeah, there's there's the manatees, there's the fish, there's... Um, and then there's a the huge aquarium that right. you look into. They have the, Turtle Talk with Crush, the- too. So, <clears throat> if you like... If your kid liked the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, Turtle Talk, Talk with Crush is, like, exactly... It's. I think it's better for kids. Um, did you do it? No, I didn't. I did it. It was all kids. Yeah. Little kids. Um, and it's a smaller environment. It's a smaller auditorium than um, Monsters, Inc. So your kids get more one-on-one time with Crush. Yeah. Um, and however the magic works, Crush sees the kids. Yeah. And he'll interact. Like, he'll say, the kid with the yellow shirt. And right. And, like, you know, it, it's really, really good. And kids get a kick out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um <clears throat> Of uh, Frozen Ever After has some drops in it, so I don't know if that's going to be something. and Marshmallow Man. Yeah, um, here, I think if, if your kid is a Frozen fan, they would like. Yeah, it. right. Um, the Grand Fiesta Tour is definitely. It, I mean, it's it's a cute water attraction. Dark it's not It's not really like themed to anything that they may recognize, unless you've had them watch the Three Caballeros. Well, they'll know Donald. But yeah, they'll know Donald for sure. Um, I would say if you, if your kids watch Phineas and Ferb, they're now they're okay. There used to be this thing where you had to get a phone in order to do this, but now with the Play Disney app, you can actually do this on your own without having to check in and getting get a phone. It was a free thing anyway, but. Now you can just do it on your phone. It's called Agent P's World Showcase Adventure. So if you're in World Showcase, this is something for them to do. Aside from just looking at like the different cultural aspects of each uh, country. What, what is represented. what is it exactly? So Agent P's uh, World Showcase Adventure is an interactive um, adventure game where you become a secret agent and you go undercover on an interactive quest around World Showcase. Um, There are things that you can, like, you get a message from Agent P and you have to go do something specific at a physical place in the World Showcase. And once you do that, then there's another physical reaction that happens out, like, in the park. So it's like you're causing interaction with part of the park. Right. Like, there's a talking bird that starts... There's a bird that starts talking to you at one point in Mexico. In France, you can see um, Agent P, like, sliding down a rope that 
that's off in the distance in the uh, France area. It's it's a really cool interactive quest type thing. Okay, so then there's Journey to Imag into Imagination with Figment. It's like a fun uh, it's a fun ride that takes you through like your senses, and it has it has like history behind the attraction, but it's not anything what it used to be. But it's still fun for little kids. Right. Um, I mean, and then right after, like right outside of that, if you want to, they have a Disney and Pixar short film fest where you can actually see the short films there are in 3D. Right. So uh, I think that's pretty cool. Um, and those are like the short films that play in front of the movies that have been released through Disney and Pixar. Um, Living with the Land is kind of boring. Yeah, I for a little kid, I wouldn't do. Um, Mission Space would be no, still would be too intense, even for the green side. I will still say that it's a little too intense for someone who doesn't want to. Yeah, for like a five or six year old, they're probably not even going to meet the height requirement. Right, that's true. Um, Soren is not a good idea. No, there are there are character meet and greets. Um, there are. You can meet Mickey and Minnie, Goofy. And Donald, I believe. Pluto, I think it was. Oh, Pluto's in World Showcase. Yeah. Um, and there are a bunch of, of like, around the, the park, there's Snow White in Germany. There's Air, um, Belle in France. Right. Alice and Mary Poppins in, in UK. Yes. Uh, Anna and Elsa in Norway. Mulan in Mulan China. Mulan in China. Sometimes um, the dragon comes out with Mulan. What's his Mushu. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have a picture of Mushu when I went in 2000. The more you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. And then going on, um, Spaceship Earth is kind of one of those staples. Yeah, I would say that's still even for someone a little older. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's... It, I liked it when I was little. I went when I was 12. But, okay. Um, I liked it. It's not a fast ride by any means. No. It's a slow-moving, yes. dark ride, and it goes through the history of communication, and how boring that sounds, I understand, but it's very cool because it, it feels like you're going back in time. Right. Um, my 90-year-old grandmother, who didn't want to go on any rides, um, we got her to go on that, and she enjoyed it. Yeah. And she was timid at first. Yeah. She's like, how fast <laughs> is this going to go? I'm like, it is not going fast at all. So... Yeah, definitely. That's something that a kid could do. It's a good cool-down ride. Yeah. All right, I think that's pretty much it for Epcot. So over in Hollywood Studios, um, there are some things that are fun for kids. Um, I'll just, oh, like we've been doing, I'll start reading down the list. Muppet Vision 3D, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. For young kids. Yep. Um, nothing scary in it. No. It's a fun 3D thing, and they'll know Kermit and Miss Piggy and Swedish Chef, hopefully. Star Wars Launch Bay, the meet and greets are scary. Yeah. Unless your child... Kylo Ren. Well, Kylo Ren is terrifying for yeah. even a 30-year-old. Yeah. Um, but Chewbacca can be a little intimidating. But unless your kid is an avid Star Wars person and knows Star Wars, like my cousin's child will know Chewbacca okay. when she goes. Okay. She might still be scared of him, but she would know who it is. Um, but... BB-8 is not scary. BB-8 is not scary at all. Yep. That would be a fun one. But walking through um, Launch Bay, 
is something that a kid might, uh, like a little boy or a girl who's into Star Wars might get a kick out of. Seeing the ships and the lightsabers and the helmets. Yeah, let's not put gender roles on people here. I'm saying <laughs> boys or girls. Um, right outside of Launch Bay is the Disney Junior experience, which is like Little Kid Central. Yeah. Um, you can. There's three meet and greets right there. Um, there's um, Jake and the Neverland Pirates. There's Doc McStuffins, and there's Pluto. So and Sophia the First. So there's four, actually. Jake, Doc McStuffins, Pluto, and Sophia are all their meet and greets, and they always have a line, and they're always busy. Behind them is the Disney Junior thing, show, which apparently is going away. Yeah. Rumored to be going away. Yeah. Something's happening. I did it. I don't know if you've ever done it. No. It's definitely... Screaming little kids. Yeah. In a in a theater. Yeah. Which is why it's perfect for five year olds. But if your kid watches if your kid watches Disney Junior, it's definitely for them. Um, it's a fun little puppet show. Your uh, the story is like you're making a birthday celebration for Minnie. Um, and it's it it was really cute. Like I was really impressed with the puppeteering and, and everything. It was it was a really cute thing. Um, so there's that. That's definitely something that can take a good maybe hour of your time doing the meet and greets and that that thing there um star tours no nothing i don't think anything if you want to walk through toy story land and do the meet and greet with buzz woody and jesse there that's pretty much all i would say is kid friendly yeah i mean the kids can have fun with the the um green army men or looking at the fun toys that build Toy Story Land, but I don't think the rides are kid rides. Mm, little I mean, kid. The I don't only think they're thing, little kid rides. Yeah, the only thing would be the aliens the flying saucers. saucers yeah, but I even still, I don't know what the height limit is for that. I don't either. It might be with the 44 inches. Um, again, you can meet Mickey and Minnie. Um, Mickey is in Hollywood Studios, his sorcerer Mickey, and Minnie is all dressed up in her um, red carpet outfit. And that's pretty much it in studios. Um, all right. Well, do you want to move over to Animal Kingdom then? Yeah, I all guess right. we should. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So there is a lot to do in Animal Kingdom. Yes. Um, especially because it's mostly a zoo. I mean, yeah. What what you and I would go in there for are the attractions, but there's a lot of zoo type things that you can go do. Um, uh, obviously, don't go. Don't do dinosaur. Don't do Expedition Everest. Um, don't do it's uh, the Kali River Rapids because that's not going to be fun for them. Neither will the. Well, if you want to wait for the Nagi River Journey, that's fine. But right, it's um, a two-hour wait. Flight hour pa- Flight of passage is not. <laughs> it's, it's flight of passage is a ride. It's a thrill right. ride. Um, things you can do. Would would be like the Kilimanjaro safaris. Yeah. Um, it's you're in a van type truck SUV thing. truck thing that's open, and you drive through this uh, wilderness area, and there are animals out, and yeah. so it it would be a good thing um, for a little kid to enjoy. Then there's the whole Rafiki's. Uh, conservation watch. There's Rafiki's Planet Watch, and then there's a conservation station. Yes, and that, like, you have to get on a train 
and go somewhere. And then at that um, that Animal Watch thing, they have like a petting zoo. Yes. Which would be cool. And you can meet Rafiki over there. Yeah. Um, there is a Maharaja Jungle Trek, which is like a walking. Yes. You like walk through. You can see animals. Um, there's tigers. There's. Yeah. Um, there's like a whole bird room. Yeah. That's kind of cool. There's the um, the Lion King show, definitely. The Lion King show would be great. Uh, Finding Nemo the musical. Finding Nemo and It's Tough to Be a Bug. <laughs> that might be scary. I will say. Because you get scared. <laughs> I have a deathly fear of bees. And the first time that I went, when I was 12, I the, there are bees that like sting you from the seat. There are like the interactive little pokers that yeah. come out of the back of the seat and kind of. They're like interactive. It's a, they're interactive things that happen in right. this show, and I was terrified, and I ended up in the fetal position on the floor because I hated it so much. And there's spiders that come down from the ceiling, so it yeah. might not be a good idea for kids. It, it, but it, it's geared towards little kids. Yeah, yeah, but it might not be a good idea. It, it depends. I guess it depends on the who the kid. I mean, if if yeah, your kid is a little bit more adventurous, if more adventurous, then go do that. But um, there's also a setup all throughout Animal Kingdom is the um, wilderness uh, adventurers. Yeah, what's it called? Wilderness explorers. Yeah, wilderness explorers from uh, up. It's, yeah, it's uh, that kid's club that he belongs to. Mm-hmm. Um, so set up throughout Animal Kingdom are all of these little stations where it's educational, but it's geared towards little younger kids um, to learn about different things, animal things and wilderness things. There's also um, in Dino Land, there's right now, it's like a limited run thing, the Donald's Dino Bash. So there are... Um, it, I, it, it's limited run, but I think it might be... Yeah, it's, it's a long thing. Uh, it, it'll be there for a while. Um, so you can meet Donald and Daisy and Chip and Dale, and they all are in these like cool costumes. I think you can meet Scrooge also. Yeah, there's some characters from um, DuckTales. Yeah. Um, there's also a couple of other meet and greets there. You can meet Minnie and Mickey in their safari clothes. Right. Um, you can meet Pocahontas and Tarzan sometimes. I think. Tar or yeah, they, I think they got rid of Tarzan because oh. people complained that he wasn't wearing enough clothes. <laughs> like Jasmine. <laughs> yeah. There's a new show. It's like a bird show called Up: A Great Bird Adventure, and it's it's okay. It's a bird show. It's like a there are birds that that fly around, fly around and that's pretty much it. Um. Also in. Dino Land USA, there's things that are kid-focused. There's like a, a climb through Jungle Gym kind of thing. Mm -hmm. There's the um, there's a tri there's an up and down ride. There's a Triceratops up and down ride. Right. Um, there's the Boneyard, which you can go in and excavate for um, right. yeah, dinosaur yeah. bones. Yep. Um, if you want to play any of those things that we didn't we don't like the the Midway games, Midway games they you have, have to pay for them. Though, yeah, you have to pay for them. Um, and then at the end of the night, if you want to stay for the end of the night, the evening, there's the Rivers of Light show. And the the tree that comes alive show. And the tree that comes to life, yeah. They do like a 3D projection. But something else that's also kind of fun around Animal Kingdom is that there there are animals everywhere. There's flamingos yeah, walking absolutely. around, there's alligators. Um, it's like an educational experience without it being an educational experience. Right. You can learn about animals. Right. So, um... There's definitely stuff to do for younger kids. Yeah. Um, 
you know, when, like you said, when, when Disney created Disneyland, he kind of wanted it to make it friendly for everybody. So yeah. there is definitely stuff to do um, for younger kids. I think the most things to do are in Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom for mm -hmm. younger kids. Um, Hollywood Studios, not really so much outside of Disney Junior. Um, and Epcot has a couple things. Epcot originally was geared towards adults. Right. I mean, they have the whole drinking around the world. It wasn't really geared towards kids, but there are things for kids. There was to do. more when the Innovations Pavilion was open and when the Wonders Pavilion were open, there were a lot more things for kids to do in those. There was a lot of hands on stuff. Yeah. Kid friendly stuff, but that's not there anymore, so it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> All right. Good talk. Yeah. It's the most wonderful time of the podcast. <laughs> it's trivia time. Yay. Let's get some trivia. All right. What do you have for us? Okay. So mine is about Finding Nemo. Okay. Um, in Finding Nemo, the movie, there is a shark named Bruce. Mm -hmm. um, he's a vegetarian. Fish are friends, not food. Yep. The name for Bruce from Finding Nemo came from the movie Jaws. In the movie Jaws, the mechanical shark that Steven Spielberg used to make the movie, to make Jaws, was affectionately named Bruce by Steven Spielberg's lawyer. And that name stuck hmm. um, through production. And the shark is known as Bruce. Um, and that's where they got the name for the shark for Finding Nemo. Well, that's really cute. All right. My uh, piece of trivia is that if you are in the Walt Disney Parks, and you happen upon a cast member with the name tag either Chris or Pat from Orlando, Florida, chances are that is not their real name. Uh, it may be. It may be. There are Chris and Pats from Orlando, but usually, so it, as a cast member, you are required to have a name tag. And if you've lost your name tag, then you have to use a spare one that costuming will provide you with and they have made up a whole bunch of Chris from Orlando's and Pat from Orlando's because they are generic enough names that they could apply to either gender and uh, so if, if you see a Chris from Orlando chances are that's not their name I had it happen to me a couple of times when I couldn't find my name tag, and I had to be Chris from Orlando, and I had to be Chris from Orlando for one day. It was, and I was it like, was real never, rough. Never again. It was really, really rough. Well, because then, if you like, don't do, if you do something good that day, and you get recognition from a a guest on like Twitter or something, no one knows who you <laughs> actually are. <laughs> All right, it's time to say goodbye. But first... But first, we've got to pick a movie. Oh, thank God. <laughs> okay, so it's going to be a newer movie. Um, the Beast makes a cameo in this movie. Uh, Aladdin. Yes. <laughs>
We will get into that. Yes. The cameo is when... No, don't tell him. We'll talk about Ugh, it. Okay. During the review. Fine. All right. I'm very excited because it's finally a... <laughs> so Aladdin is one of my, like... Aladdin was my favorite movie as a child. It was I Aladdin thought, and I thought Pocahontas. Rescuers. No. No, like my favorite, favorite movie when I was a Every kid. movie seems to be your favorite movie. Well, I'm a Disney kid, so... Okay. Um... All right, next week we're going to be talking about uh, Aladdin, and we will be talking also about some myths about being a cast member. Debunking some... Some myths, answering some frequently asked questions, and and kind of talking about what it is to be a cast member. So until then... We'll we will... See you real soon. No, we won't. We will talk to you next time. How about that? Is that a good ending? We'll talk to you next time. All See right. you real soon. Oh my god, stop. All right, this week's travel tip is uh, about dining. If you are tired of trying to find food in the parks and then you know you get your food and it's it's a hassle to try to find a place to eat, to sit down um i would suggest on your break from magic kingdom because you're taking a break at magic kingdom <laughs> going back to your resort and eating at your resort um your resort restaurants there are plenty of restaurants at all of the resorts and you don't have to just stick to your own personal one your own specific resort you can go to the other resorts and you can eat at their restaurants there and their uh those restaurants are going to also accept dining plans. If you have a dining plan, you can use your your meals at those resorts also, or the restaurants at those resorts. So don't limit yourself to just eating in the parks because there are a whole bunch more options outside of the parks. 